0: This podcast is proudly part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more Kaiju and tokusatsu goodness, go to kaijuramenmedia.com. Him? Shin! Standing by. Grah, 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 grah. Complete. Heroes of the Internet. I'm Travis. And I'm Nathan. And we are the Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high flying and high kicking adventures.
1: In this installment, we will be discussing Kamen Rider episodes 72 and 73. (laughs) Bloodsucking Muskilas versus the two riders. Kyuketsu! Musukiras Tai Futari Raida! The rider game takes another vacation, this time to Hot Springs, where they are kidnapped by the Shocker Kaija Muskilas, who is masquerading as a monk. They are held hostage by the Bloodsucking Monster to ward off Common Rider so the villains can establish a base. But Shocker gets twice what they expected when not one but two riders come to stop them.
0: Oh, this, okay. We talked about in the last episode that, uh, that I wasn't super scared of, of the gadfly Gomez because I was just not scared. (laughs) This one, a giant mosquito, is terrifying. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I I was not prepared for the intro to this, and we'll get into it in the awards a bit more. But that first scene where it's it, he just shows up and mugs the camera, and I just wrote down, "The frick is that kaijin?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is a weird looking kaijin. <laughs> Uh, he's uh, he's got an asymmetrical design he buzzes and t- t- he has a straw for a mouth and <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, yeah i'm pretty sure it's literally a straw i just <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh boy his first scene uh, it makes an impression that's for sure but we'll get into it uh, a little bit later yeah but Just like we said last time, we have the writer gang. Now I'm just calling them the writer gang, like the Scooby gang. Yep, (laughs) that works. They're on vacation again. Again,
0: on vacation. And they just happen to, I'm going to talk about it in my awards. They just happen to be vacationing in the exact spot that they need to be to stop Shocker. Hmm. Uh
1: Uh-huh. And I seem to remember something in one of the episode previews where they were saying something about like kind of showcasing different vacation spots or something in Japan. Like they're doing like this special series.
0: Mm Okay. Okay. I remember
1: something about that, which I guess kind of explains some things. Ultraman. Yeah, uh, show Ultraman would do some stuff like this a little bit where they would do kind of like a special series of a couple of episodes that was in a particular setting or was based on fairy tales or folklore or whatever. So uh, I guess it makes some sort of sense.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see that, but still the writer gang, I mean, you talk about how like they're, they're like the Scooby gang. They are literally like the Scooby gang. They are constantly on vacation in the location, exactly where they need to be to solve the mystery.
1: (laughs) This is true. This is true. And apparently we find out that their tour guide doesn't know who Shocker is because Tachibana just randomly drops the name Shocker. He's like, Shocker? Yeah. (laughs) What's that? Uh, And then I just wrote like, how do you not know?
0: At this point, yeah, because we're <laughs> still in this like weird place where some people have heard of Shocker and Common Writer, and some people have no idea. Now, to be fair, to be fair, most of the adventures that Common Writer and and the writer gang and all of them go on are in Tokyo or Tokyo adjacent places, with a few times they vacationed outside of. Now, in these two episodes that we're talking about this week. They're in Western Japan, so they are on the opposite side of the island. So maybe news just hasn't reached the, that side yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but I also just thought, like, why not tell him? Is he just going to think you're nuts? It's like, it's like shocker. What shocker? Well, it's an evil secret society with plans of world domination. But lucky for you, Common Writer, it stops them from ever doing it. What? What's the worst thing the guy's going to do? Is say he's nuts.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's not the point. Tachibana's ready to go and be on vacation, and he wants to go soak in the hot in the hot springs.
1: Oh, why? Which actually, there's a couple of things in this episode that I find to be very cultural and i really liked it i was just like oh yes you're making me so happy it's a good thing i researched this for the monster item film vault i could talk about it on Hitchin hit you, uh, are you talking about the onsens oh yeah, well, yeah the well the hot springs the uh the tory gate and yeah, all kinds of stuff
0: yeah well i mean tory gates are all over the place so i mean we have definitely well yeah seen-
1: but i but i i just like how it was used but we'll get to that scene here in a little bit also i did find it funny that uh, our new Not-Goro, although I thought he was Goro for a while. <laughs> the kids are interchangeable. <laughs> they go off on their own thing because they go with Tachibana and the, and the girls. And so Tachibana and the girls go to the hot spring. And these two boys, they go out into the woods so they can go hunt rhino and stag beetles. It's too bad you guys weren't around a few episodes ago. You would have run into a really big rhino beetle
0: yeah yeah so just yeah let's talk about some of the things that in this episode are very culturally specific and significant within japanese it's, it is interesting and i i completely agree with you so starting off they're in a place that has a lot of hot springs hot springs are very important in japanese culture mm-hmm. uh bath houses a lot of times the back in the old days Bathhouses were built near hot springs because heating up water was kind of hard. So they built them over hot springs. Nowadays, bathhouses are all over the place. That's the onsen. Onsen is bathhouse. Yes. Uh, these are just the, the the one. At least the one that Tachibana is in. It just seems like it's not. There's not an onsen there. It's just an open place where you can go and soak in the hot tub or a hot spring. So that's kind of interesting. Also, yes, the kids going and hunting rhino and stag beetles. Very, mm-hmm. which we very talked Jap- about. Yeah, very Japanese kids. They sell rhino beetles and other beetles in pet stores and in in dollar stores and stuff that you can get uh, in Japan for your kids. They're kind of like very popular first pets that kids have. So going out and hunting, and you can actually buy kits to go and hunt for them and capture them at you know and at the same stores so that's very uh culturally mm-hmm. significant what other cultural things did you mm-hmm. notice in the in this episode
1: the girls go to a shinto temple and pray for the boys safety after they've been kidnapped by shocker yeah and they go through the whole process of you know buying a you know like a, i forget what it's called but the, they buy a little uh, kind of a
0: it's a fortune like a fortune
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And then they use that and then they pray. And they, and they actually show a bit of the process. And I did research on that on the film on the Monster Island Film Vault for it was one of my Machine episodes all the way back in season one. And the you know, it's interesting, the whole process. And the uh, Musquilas masquerades as a monk, the fiend. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it makes sense for the monk to be there because of being, you know, there next to a Shinto shrine. But mm-hmm. also the idea of masquerading as a monk is a thing that happens a lot in Japanese folklore. There's a lot of yokai mm-hmm. that will disguise themselves as monks to mm-hmm. do their little deeds, whatever their deeds may be. One of my mm-hmm. favorite yokai is is also famous for dressing up as a monk. And that is the Tanuki.
1: (laughs) I love the Tanuki. (laughs) Uh, The Tanukis. Yes. The, the raccoon dogs. Is that what? No. Is that raccoon dogs? Yeah. The raccoon raccoon dogs. dogs. I get them. I get them mixed up with red pandas. Oh yeah. No.
0: The, uh, the raccoon dogs, uh, which, you know, in Japanese folklore have magic powers and stuff. And one of them is to disguise Mm -hmm, themselves and mm -hmm. they will disguise themselves as monks.
1: The interesting thing about the Shinto shrine, because we've never really seen the writer girls acting like they Shinto Shintoists. well, that's because Shinto, even though it's the, it's not the state religion, not anymore, pre-World War II and during World War II, it was a state religion, it's more just the, it's the, it's the indigenous religion of Japan, but it's not the most commonly practiced religion in Japan, that is Buddhism. Right, but it know. pervades so much of Japanese culture that a lot of people are will still, even though they're not practicing Shintoists, they will still participate in a lot of the Shinto traditions, like we see the writer girls doing here.
0: Right. Yeah, it's kind of how I, I, I relate it to kind of how sometimes you'll see a person who, like, when something happens, they'll just suddenly do the the cross on themselves.
1: Yeah. Like uh, the Catholic thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is a thing that is part of Catholic traditions to do as part of their prayers. But then some people just do it because it's a thing to do. And it's just like, you know, even if they're not a practicing religious person that they'll just catch themselves Mm -hmm. doing it sometimes. So sometimes, yeah. So Mm -hmm. uh, you see that a lot. Yes. The, the history of Shintoism and Buddhism in Japan and in Japanese culture is very interesting because Shintoism is the one that started there. Of course it developed from kind of like their native beliefs, these different tribes developing their own native beliefs and it kind of coalescing into Shintoism. But Buddhism came in and Buddhism took over really fast. And there was a big, Mm -hmm. big, push back and forth over many many years and centuries between the two of them over which one was going to be more dominant and stuff and so Mm -hmm. it's really
1: interesting Mm -hmm. yeah like i said go listen to those episodes of the film vault and you can get some more details
0: yeah and i can't remember if it's this episode or the next one that we're going to talk about but there they show the waterfalls there the famous waterfalls i forget what they're called but they're the tallest waterfalls in japan it's part of this whole area that they're visiting they have these really tall waterfalls that that they get to go see and when you see the waterfalls and they show them on camera you can see the shiminawa draped across the waterfall mm. which is the the rope with the with the tassels which is part of the shinto belief system mm-hmm. you know sometimes you'll see those ropes with like the paper and tassels wrapped around trees they'll be draped across temples things like that mm-hmm. and it's mainly put in place around an object or a space that denotes sanctity or purity mm-hmm. so it's just showing how mm-hmm. in in the shinto beliefs that that waterfall is being purified or, or is pure is mm-hmm. sacred in some way mm-hmm. so
1: mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, and then we'll you know we'll talk about the next item here because uh, in a second, but we need to talk about a related thing that's very important because guess who's back? Back again, Hayato's back. Tell a friend.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, I have to ask you, when did you pick up? And be honest, when did you pick up that that was Hayato and not Hongo that showed up?
1: It took a little bit because I was wondering, like, hold on, he's got red gloves and red boots. Did Hongo switch to that at some point? I'm trying to remember (laughs) back to when we had our friend August on, August Ragone. I'm like, wait, did he switch to that? Or is this Hayato? I know Hayato's in here. So I was very suspicious the entire time. But I, I honestly didn't land on a firm, okay, this is Hayato. Until the big reveal, which is where I want to talk about one other cultural thing, because it's at a Tori gate because he shows up and he saves Tachibana from a bunch of of shocker goons. And at first I was like, I did write in my notes is like, how the why didn't Hongo go with him? He just Hunger Mark just shows up. Now, it does get explained later. We find out that Haya, it's Hayato and he was tracking the Kaijin and he tracked right. him to there. So, you know. Really, he's just there because of plot convenience. But, you know, he's there. But I love how we get the reveal in this. Mm -hmm. It's, again, one of those stylistic choices that come about because of the limitations of the effects at the time. Because Tachibana asks him, you know, who the heck are you? And then Hayato walks behind one of the pillars of a torii gate and he's common writer, but then when he comes out from the other side, he's Hayato. So he mm-hmm. unhensions, but behind the pillar, and I found that interesting because Tory gates you see them all the time in Japanese media,
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of take them a little bit for granted. But torii gates are very significant in Japanese culture. Again, we were talking about the Shinto shrine, because Tori gates you talked about how you know there are areas that are cordoned off in indicating sanctity. Tory gates mark the point at which someone you know walk into that sacred area mm-hmm. so you're walking from the you know the human world will say into the sacred space into the right. you know the uh, the space for the kami and i find was like so that's why i like oh that's interesting where kamen rider walks behind the pillar and he comes out and he's hayato so he transforms by going around it i'm like oh that is cool guys that is really cool
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it was really just i loved the whole introduction of hayato it was so good like we said we he comes in he's not speaking he's henchinned, so we don't you know hear him speak and we don't see his face and he's fighting and i immediately picked up on because i was like ah red gloves red boots and one single stripe instead of the two two stripes down mm-hmm. his, uh, his it's a little uh,
1: detail and his um his scarf, scarf is bigger than Hongo's.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and this this scarf was smaller. So I was like, ah, that's that's Hayato. I was like, yeah, I I picked it up right away. I was like, ah, it's Hayato. So, yeah, yeah. it's it was really cool.
1: I would have been more certain, but I just couldn't remember if Hongo switched to the red gloves and boots. Or if that was Hayato.
0: He does have red boots. He does not have red gloves. So so the differences yeah. between the suits are Hayato's suit has a single racing stripe down his arms and his legs. He has the red boots and the red gloves. And like we said, his scarf is a little bit shorter because he, he tends to wear ascots, whereas it's not a full scarf. Mm-hmm. And then Hayato, uh, Hongo's new, basically... Mark II suit that he has which is the one he has now has silver gloves, red boots and then a double ra- racing stripe down the sides. mhm
1: mm-hmm. because unlike Ultraman common riders never look alike.
0: Yeah, I know, right? right? <laughs> yeah, they're so unique, <laughs> so 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 different from each oh, other. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, like, you know, Hongo Hayato, a common rider Jake <laughs> Common Rider Zetto. Oh yeah, they never look alike. You know, okay. Common uh, okay. Rider Black RX. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes they look alike. I have But to. there is definitely to. a I, I bigger diversity. <laughs> in their designs than there is in the ultraman designs
1: <laughs> i gotta bust your chops a little bit about that i man, know okay? <laughs> me
0: being the ultraman hater i yeah i i
1: welcome i welcome
0: oh. the hate come at
1: me <laughs> I uh, you heard it here first folks travis ultra hater alexander <laughs> that is your name now <laughs> uh, oh man except for
0: Jugless juggler
1: uh, yes we know you're a jugless sexual anyway moving on
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then we get more water fighting because the the yeah, yes. hayato does fight the villain the mesquilas in the water and it's really cool the
1: we have the waterfall fight and then we also start getting a new thing we start we're now we're getting co- underwater common rider swimming scenes yeah in these episodes which is kind of interesting just ignore the fact that in several parts of those sequences he's the action figure that you can now go buy at the toy store after the show
0: yeah yeah we'll talk about that more in
1: awards <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was like you know how we always complain about how modern tokusatsu shows are very toyetic? i'm like oh good lord <laughs> <Guys>. yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you are literally putting the action figures there. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. Uh, uh, and then we, everybody gets kidnapped in this. Good lord, it's just it's, everybody gets kidnapped. Unless you're one of the heroes, uh, you know. Unless you're one of the writers or Taki the sidekick, the Robin to both of the Batman. Everybody gets kidnapped in this. But yep. interestingly, Shocker comes up with an interesting method of threatening to kill them. They put them in a hot spring and say, we're going to turn up the heat and boil them to death unless you do what we say. They're going to
0: boil the hostages alive. I mean, we're talking about how, like, yeah they are getting really really aggressive with their uh with their threats i mean we've talked about them sacrificing their hostages to the devil in the Uh,
1: festival (laughs)
0: yeah we've we've talked about them draining the blood of puppies and virgins and now there's more blood draining
1: in this too yes yes it brings back an old oh my gosh they love they love blood draining too my gosh shocker (laughs) they
0: bring back an old classic draining the blood of the victims and they he drained the blood of hongo
1: yep which i'm like oh good no oh i like oh no oh no if if he drains the blood of hongo who's common writer he's he's a cyborg this is it's probably better blood than mere mortal human blood oh god this is gonna get bad <laughs> yeah also, we'll talk about it in the awards, but the uh, you, you don't just lose all your blood when uh, Mosquilas sucks you. <laughs> yeah, uh, he sucks you dry. Uh. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> but Honko's resilience he he let him drain some of his blood. He, he but he still just like you know Hayato shows up and saves his hide and he still henshin's and gets into the big fight and I'm yeah, like, but he's Hongo? obviously
0: injured and like <laughs> and like weakened by it so he is yeah, he was yeah. weakened and he probably would have died if it wasn't for Hayato interrupting
1: Musky oh yeah yeah for butt. sure because as we found out in the you know in the previous episode Hongo is one touch cookie he's one touch cookie
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like where this episode is going. (laughs) Moving on. One very positive thing that I have to say about this episode. We have a solid. I have it has to be like close to 10 minutes of just uninterrupted fighting. No banter no banter no you know running from place to place it was just uninterrupted fighting and when you're when it's a when it's an action-based stunt show like this hey that is impressive for a show that's only like 25 minutes long you know and then you have the opening credits and end credits like to do like 10 minutes of uninterrupted fighting that's
1: crazy (laughs) it is good grief it is nutty (laughs) nutty but we'll talk about it a bit more in the awards right now unless you have any more notes travis are we ready to move on to the next episode
0: uh one last little note that i did want to mention before we move on uh this episode ends in a very interesting way it ends with them already introducing the kaijin for the next
1: episode. Yes, it's a two-parter. We haven't had a two-parter in forever. Yeah. Transition. Double riders defeat Fiddler Crab King! Double Raida. Tousei Chinomane Kingu. A brilliant oceanographer is kidnapped by Shocker's Kaijin Fiddler Crab King, and they demand he help them build an underwater city. He refuses, so they capture the professor's wife and son as leverage. It'll take two Common Riders to save the day. is gonna be honest with you, as excited as I was for a two-parter, part two's not as good. <laughs> Just like the last episode, the first episode is better than the second. Yes,
0: yes. Although I like this Kaijin a bit better than the last one. I think that (laughs) the design, for me, aesthetically, the design is better. It's not as much of a hot mess as Mesquilos. But also, I do really love the color blue. That's my favorite color. And this Kaijin is mostly blue. hey,
1: hey. There is no Shocker Kaijin that is... As much a hot mess as Bee Woman.
0: Let's be honest. I don't know. Musasa Beetle? (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Crab King. (laughs) Yeah. Crab King. I want to call him Crab Cake.
1: (laughs) Crab Cake. (laughs) Well, he's Fiddler Crab King, which just sounds funny. (laughs) Yeah. That's why the title of our episode is Fiddler Crab King on the Roof. (laughs) Yes. But a fiddler crab is a thing. They're called fiddler crabs because they have one giant claw and one tiny claw. So it looks like they have a fiddle.
0: Yeah. And I was very surprised when you told me you did not know what a fiddler crab was because I'm like, I've known about fiddler crabs.
1: Yeah, I've probably seen fiddler crabs and pictures of fiddler crabs. Well, I just didn't know that's what they were called.
0: Yeah, yeah, they have the one big claw that looks like a looks a little bit like a fiddle, like you know how someone might be holding a fiddle when they're playing a fiddle,
1: mm-hmm. or a violin.
0: Mm-hmm. If you want to be I was more say, cultured,
1: uh, that's what the highbrow fiddler crabs do. You know, they're 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 violinist crabs. Mm, yes, the violin yeah. crabs. Much more king. refined. Yes, 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 the yes. Royal, the very refined crab king. The yes. royal yes, highness mm, violin
0: mm, yes. crab. <laughs>
1: Uh, yes yes i played the violin and not the fiddle like those uncivilized crabs down there mm, your, you, you plebes and your fiddles mm.
0: <laughs> so uh, we haven't we, we we i want to talk about shocker's plan so
1: shocker's plan they i know to... i have more i have more notes on the crab king because oh okay it's just funny. Oh, cool. go ahead go ahead <laughs> you know, the, uh, the superpower is what i called spontaneous combustion foam <laughs>
0: yes I like the foam that's why I say I like him better than uh Mas- I like his power even we have seen monsters use foam in in before on this show but this time the foam bursts into flames
1: yes which I'm like dang it I wish I had thought of that for some of the uh, the villains that keep showing up in the film vault that would have been great but <laughs> 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 and then I as usual, Sometimes they like having the kaijin make weirder noises than other kaijin or the shocker goons. And Crab King is no exception. He runs around yelling, honey, honey. And I keep wanting to add flash. (laughs) There's a deep cut tokusatsu reference for you. (laughs) Anyway, I'm done. What about shocker's plan?
0: Shockers plan this in this episode. They want to create underwater bases. They okay. they established that. They established that in the last episode. They are going to mm-hmm, kidnap mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. professor who is already working on building underwater fish ranches and mm-hmm. oil fields mm-hmm. and seaweed farms and seaweed farms. Now, the seaweed farms and the fish ranches. That sounds good. Oil fields. It doesn't sound super great for the environment. I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, that would require a lot of very precise safety procedures. Oil rigs are dangerous enough, <laughs> and they're above water.
0: Yeah, so I'm wondering: is this is this environmentally friendly? Probably not. Although, is it any more bad for the environment than the foam that? burns i mean you gotta you gotta believe
1: that there's some (laughs) chemical kind of fumes coming
0: off that foam
1: here's an idea how about you have crab king just blow some of his foam into all of your vehicles because it look it's combustible you could probably use it as a fuel source
0: Mm, maybe maybe i i I don't really have a whole lot of things to say about this episode because this episode was like we said earlier, not as good as the first one. So I really was just kind of like struggling to even keep notes during it.
1: Yeah, well, I, I did manage to take a few things that we can you know, still talk about. So we go to an aquarium because that's yes. what. So the scientist gets kidnapped and then they find there's like, oh, you're here with your wife and son. We're going to go get your wife and son. So now Taki and Hongo trying to keep an eye on the wife and son. Make sure Shocker doesn't get them. And they're over at an aquarium. And is it just me, Travis? Let me know if I'm crazy here. Was the aquarium playing an elevator music version of the theme song? Yes, it was.
0: Yes, it was. I (laughs) heard that too. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that is definitely the theme song being played. But just a very, very (laughs) elevator version of it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it was very elevator music. because that's what you do at a lot. That's what a lot of aquariums and things. So they kind of play ambient music just to kind of set the mood a little bit, you know. Have yeah. some white noise while you're checking out all the animals and you know, and, see, and all of that sort of stuff. And like, oh, that's clever show, clever, oh, you're clever. But now I have to ask a very important question. Very important question, Travis. Do you think this is the same Sea World from Gamera versus Ziggurat Uh, It looks like it, but I don't
0: think it is actually the same place because this is they called this a whale museum. I know. Which is
1: very specific. Yeah, it is. I'd be curious to find out if that is a real place. Japanese Mm -hmm. Whale Museum. Uh, But some of the interiors did and some of the exteriors when they're showing the animals performing. Did l- remind me of uh is it's Kamagawa SeaWorld it, from Gamma vs Zigra, which the infamous Gamma vs Zigra, <laughs> you would know you came on the, the Monster Island film vault to talk about Gamma vs. Zigra. Yes,
0: yes I did. <laughs> okay, no, it is definitely not the same place because the Kamagawa SeaWorld in Kamikawa. Kamokawa is on the east coast of ah. Japan where this this whole episode takes place on the west coast mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Kanazawa I think is where they're at ah, or some, okay. somewhere like that Okay
1: mm-hmm. yeah well, yeah cuz we had a basically a tour of the place <laughs> at the beginning where this where this guy's like hey everyone look at this and look at this and look at this <laughs> Yeah
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like you said, they're kind of like, you know, showing off tourist locations for people who want to travel in Japan.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The other thing that, uh, well, I was just thinking of SeaWorld because it had just opened and it was a big deal because it was basically getting advertised in Gamera versus Ziggurat. So I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. uh, they do it again here? It does make sense. It wouldn't be the first time that Kamen Rider went to the same stomping ground as Gamera because gamma versus jiger took place at expo 70 in part and this show early on filmed an episode at expo 70
0: yeah so why not yeah i remember that that was when yep. that was when the best moment from common rider happened when he was <laughs> <laughs> he could dig up the in magically coffin. In the grave. yeah they <laughs> dig up the coffin and he's like surprise mother trucker <laughs>
1: Yeah, was a surprise for the oh, One of the best gifts I've ever made. I'm just saying. Oh, it's <laughs> so great. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we get to the end of this episode and we have a boat chase. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Wasn't there a new theme song for the show that promised us a rider boat? This yeah. is it? This is the rider boat? Just some random motorboat that Hongo finds? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Maybe.
0: Well, I mean, and, okay, so the cyclone transforms when he transforms. So maybe this boat transforms when he transforms and it's just, and it goes from just a regular motorboat to, you know, the, the rider boat,
1: I guess, or maybe it's, it's a case of anything he's in immediately becomes rider something just because he's there, you know, I guess. So I guess, you know, like Batman can just go anywhere and anything just because bat, whatever, just because he's in it.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: Every car he gets into is the Batmobile. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> if he's on a scooter, it is the Bat Scooter. So for Hongo, it would be the Rider Scooter. Yes, <laughs> Rider Scooter. <laughs> rider Scooter. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Maybe. But you you might be noticing who haven't we talked about a whole lot, despite the yeah. title of this episode. Hayato. Hayato Hayata. is in this, but
0: barely barely i actually at first i when i was writing my notes i'm like so did hayato just leave because he's suddenly not here anymore but then he shows back up and i'm like oh okay okay so he just wasn't here for like 90 percent of the episode i yeah. also want to point out i didn't notice it last episode but i did notice it in this one hayato and taki are wearing the exact same outfit <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is kind of funny because in the manga, Taki becomes a writer.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, not even the writer outfit. I mean, just like the blue skin tight. Hello, Daisy. (laughs) The blue. (laughs) She typed U7. Oh, okay. I7. No, I mean the the blue t-shirt, skin tight t-shirt with the white bell bottoms and the belt with the accessories and stuff. It's like, yeah, they're they're matching. I love it. Yay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he does have a nice entrance because all three of the hostages are being threatened to be thrown off a cliff while mm-hmm. Hongo is trying to fight the shocker goons, and then just magically there's Hayato, and he just goes over and punches the goons off the side of the cliff, backflips off the cliff, henshins, and we get another double rider fight. Yep. Yeah. So you know, he's he's barely in it, but at least when he's in it, he, he had a cool entrance. And then after that, we get some we get some cool fighting. We get a POV shot from Crab King as both riders punch him in the face, which is kind of nice. Yeah. He has a bit of a different death. Normally, we expect the Kaijin after the finishing move to just explode. He right. doesn't explode. He, no. <laughs> he, he vomits he, all over himself and sets himself on fire.
0: <laughs> vomits all the foam all
1: over himself and then burns away. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I didn't realize that Crab King, which it's just all bodily control, just goes. It's just like yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of ironic to be honest you know he he dies by his own superpower
0: which is a theme for this week and we'll talk about it when we get to the awards but it is a theme this week in these two Mm -hmm. episodes uh that the kaijin don't die in the traditional ways that we have seen other kaijin die both of them
1: yep that's for sure but speaking of that let's move on to the awards these are fun little awards that we give out to the episodes or movie that we discuss on the show you know some uh, cool aspects of each one starting with the henshin kick award for the best stunt or fight scene i actually have a runner-up for this one i went first last episode so you have the floor travis
0: I think for me, it ends up being the fight between Crab King, Crab Cake, and the two writers, only because there is a, and it doesn't last super long, but there is a very good fight moment where they jump onto this really long bridge over top, and it's over top of a gorge, and the camera work, and the stunt work, and the fighting, and everything, all plays really well in that short scene of the two riders fighting crab cake on this bridge over top of this gorge you get some shots on the bridge and then you get some long shots from down below shooting up ahead up with them fighting up above so it was just a really cool i thought that was a really cool fight scene in the camera work and stuff but like i said i wish it was longer
1: Mm. yeah mine on the other hand is the opposite of that because it goes to the two writers versus Musquilos, because that fight scene was insane.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. Hongo is hurt. Going.
1: They changed locations. Yeah. It, Hongo is injured. They changed locations three times. <laughs> yep. And it ends. Well, they kind of do it four times, but the fourth time they just go back to a previous location. And then it ends with Musquilos. Cause okay, because it starts at the hot springs. The Mosquilus runs away. The riders follow. No, he flies away, actually. Yeah, he flies. (laughs) I I was going to say,
0: Mosquilus actually can fly.
1: Yeah. And then the riders follow him. So we get double cyclone action, which is cool. Right there. Then they follow him. They confront him on a bridge, fight him on the bridge. Then they jump off the bridge, fight in the, I guess it's a river. And then they jump back to the bridge. Yeah. So... They change locations multiple times. Then
0: they they end up in a quarry too, because we definitely see a quarry. Oh yes, a quarry.
1: We got to get all the. We this that fight just has every one of their favorite locations: bridges, quarries, and water. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yep. And then it ends with him getting a double rider kick, as you do, and then falling into the water. And then one of your other awards happens. So we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) <laughs> All right. And then my runner up because it's a danger. This is a meta thing. It's a dangerous move. There is a point when Crap King is fighting the writers. He tries to hit him with the foam. It misses it combusts. And then the suit actor actually runs through the flames. And I'm yeah. like, man, good on you, because that suit could have caught fire and it yes. would have been bad. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah (laughs) i love i i love giving the award to really tough stunts that where the stunt people put their bodies and and stuff on the line
1: (laughs) yeah and that definitely was one of them all right and then moving on to Takatoku for the best special effect which has the other part of the end of that fight scene that i talked about
0: yeah so we we mentioned how the two kaijin this week do not die in the traditional way. Like usually the Kaijin in this series will explode as soon as they're punched or kicked or whatever. And we've seen them even fall into the water and explode in the water. When Muskylos falls into the water, he does not explode. Instead, there's just a big plume of blood that just comes up Through the water and just sits there and i thought it was a really cool i almost made it my wth because i was like it was such a Mm -hmm. whoa moment but i really liked because the effect of him going into the water and then just blood a big balloon full of blood just comes up out of the
1: water yeah apparently he hit the water and popped like a blood balloon
0: yeah, and so I just really liked that. And then the visuals were good. The effect was good. And it just was like a really whoa moment.
1: Yeah. Mine, we see it happen several times in the Musquilos episode. It's something that we've talked about before. And they finally perfected it. And they perfected it in the most gruesome way possible. We didn't talk about it. But when Muskylos bites you and sucks your blood, You get reduced to a skeleton and they have perfected the skeleton effects. Oh my gosh. It was a little unnerving to watch, especially in the first scene where it happens, which again, we'll talk about in the awards. But my gosh, gone are the Halloween store skeletons that you put up every October as decorations. Now the skeletons look kind of real and the transitions from actor to skeleton are really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they were really good. It was that almost made it because I really liked the effect, but then the 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 blood in the water was such a whoa moment that I had to put it in there. But yeah, I really mm. liked the the transition between actor to skeleton because we've seen it done so much in this show and it just keeps getting better and better each time they do it.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my runner up i didn't have a runner up for this because you know i have to bring it up there's a base miniature that blows up at the end of the second episode i have to give it to it just because i like seeing Toei venture into miniatures even if they aren't as good at it as at this point in the early 70s yeah yeah i just like seeing it all right next up we have coming at you for the best line what did you have travis
0: This one was hard because I was like, there wasn't any lines that really jumped out to me. But I think the one that I I just, I I had to put down because it's just hilarious in the context of the show and what we were talking about earlier. But it's Ambassador Hell when he sees Tachibana and the Ryder Girls in this place where he is also at, he's like... I didn't know they'd be here. <laughs> it's <just> like, yeah. <laughs> Why are they here?
1: <laughs> it's just, they are magnetically drawn to all of my evil plans. Why do they conveniently vacation in the same place where I am enacting my evil plans? It's like they read the script.
0: <laughs> my head cannon is that Hongo or Hayato, one of them sent them tickets to go to this place so that they would be there because they knew that's where uh, shocker base was going to be.
1: <laughs> and he didn't tell them. <laughs> cause
0: they, cause he, he knew they would be kidnapped. So he's like, yeah, so that way we'll <laughs> give the shocker goon something to do.
1: that paints both of them in a very horrible light it does
0: (laughs) Uh, it does but i just like i there i don't know what other explanation there is for them always being in the location where shocker is doing stuff i told you they read
1: the script (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what was yours (laughs) it actually goes to one of the bit characters that doesn't happen very often with this but I gave it to one of the bit characters because he did, had a bit of a, an ironic line because the first scene of the second episode has the professor, and I thought it was students, but it's actually a couple of his assistants, and they are fishing. Actually, I kind of like the buildup with this because there's a little bit of a mystery because they their abandoned boat is found while the characters are all doing their little tour. And they're like, what's that? What's going on here? And then that leads them to discovering what is actually going on but the professor thinks he's got a big fish on his fishing line then it's the tiniest thing you've ever seen and so one of the assistants says japan's greatest oceanographer isn't much of a fisherman
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) i love
1: the irony of it (laughs) yeah that was a good line i like that yeah and then we get to wth what the hedge and quite possibly our favorite award Okay, we had a couple of good ones. I'll let you go first. We've already hinted at it.
0: <laughs> yes, it's the Common Rider action figure. <laughs> now, we have seen this before. We've seen it before in the show. They use this mo- little mini model action figure of Common Rider when they do like flying or falling stunts or sometimes when he's riding a cyclone, he has to jump from building to building, things like that. We've seen it. But in this one, there is a scene where you see it used to kind of like show that common writers swimming deep underwater. The part that got me well, and made th- me go, that,
1: I can forgive that.
0: Yeah, I can forgive you know, that. I
1: can forgive the swim. I can forgive the swimming you know, in a distance shot going into the shocker base. I can forgive yes. that. It was the, the next scene. <laughs> the next scene
0: is the What the Henshin because it is just that action figure standing there as water is drained around him. And it, we're supposed to believe tank. this is, yeah, in a tank. It, we're supposed to believe this is Hayato just standing there waiting for the water to go down so that he can step out from, you know, and go into the base and it's just the action figure just standing there for a good like <laughs> minute for this water to drain away
1: oh it's not quite a minute but it's a good probably 10 seconds uh, so it it's not even like a quick shot uh, it's it's sitting there and it's like look at the toy go buy the toy yeah huh
0: <laughs> but i don't think this is oh a toy God. that you could buy i think this is like a handmade like made specifically for the show cuz this is not like a it's not it's not a a, a an action figure I mean, we joke it's an action figure, but it's not really an action figure. It's an actual model that somebody made.
1: I know. <laughs> I know. But it was just, it would have been real the only thing that would have made Because the thing that's confusing about it is that we saw in previous shots, and I kind of wish we had maybe considered this for the awards. We saw the Kamen Rider suit actors swimming underwater in several shots, mm-hmm. but they intercut it with the miniature. Yep. But then we see the figure, and then it cuts to the actual actor after the water has been drained. And I'm thinking, you couldn't just have the guy stand there? Yeah, we know yeah. He, we've seen him underwater. You <laughs> can wear the suit underwater. You did, you couldn't just have him. Okay, whatever. You know, go buy the toy. The only thing that would have made it better is if he had been like, as the water was draining, if he had been like posed with his, you know, in the traditional superhero with his hands on his hips. Just yeah. standing there, was like, yeah. with his chest Superman up. pose. I am waiting for the water to drain. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the only thing that would have made it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that was my <laughs> what <laughs> the henchin. Uh, mine. I know I said previously that I've gotten to the point now where the crucifixions in Common Writer don't phase me anymore because it's just been happening so much. But good grief. <laughs> The first scene in the Musquilos episode, I was not entirely prepared for because it took several of the freakiest things that Shocker does and put it all in one scene, and it was almost too much to handle. So we have a crucified man who has clearly been tortured. He gets sucked dry by Musquilos because he has a straw for a mouth. He turns to a skeleton, so we have a crucified skeleton. And while he's being drained, we have deadly disco lighting.
0: Yep. Just everything. Just a grab bag of everything.
1: It's Yeah, it's just this grab bag of everything. The only thing that was missing was, like, occultic symbols and, you know, <laughs> hail science. Yeah, that's the only thing that was missing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, guys, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, show. <laughs>
0: We never do anything small in (laughs) Common Writer. Shocker never does.
1: Yeah, Shocker never does anything small or competent. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was one. I think that was in last episode. I think it was not not this episode, but last episode that we recorded that there was a line from ambassador hell that says uh shocker doesn't suffer failure it's like you suffer failure constantly <laughs>
1: <laughs> all, all the time but it's a good villain line to say yeah <laughs> just yeah. in case you have any new it sh- gets just gets you have any shocker goons where it's their first day on the job and you, know, you want to make sure that they understand that there are high standards they're probably not going to live long enough in order to fulfill those standards because you know most shocker goons don't last long against common riders. It's just how it works. But <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's why uh, they 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 need to unionize. I'm just telling you. Yeah. The union of shocker goons. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. And with that, it's time for Minute to Hench in it. <laughs> This is the part of the show where we give our final thoughts in one minute or less. You went first last time. Travis, I will go first this time. Uh, I think
0: you went first last time. No,
1: I went first last time, so you get to go first this time. All right? On your mark, get set, go.
0: I was so happy to see Hayato back. Like, I just have to say that right out the gate because as much as i love hongo and as much as the fan base and the franchise in general loves hongo hayato really deserves more attention because he definitely did a lot for this show and i feel like he doesn't get as much love and so getting to see him back was such a great thing Mm -hmm. just wish he was in the episodes more really wish he was in the episode
1: the second episode yeah especially
0: yeah especially the second episode yeah so that's really the main complaint there for me. So otherwise the shows were the, the two episodes were fun, especially that first one, the loss, was a lot of fun.
1: Wow. You got that done in a, uh, around 45 seconds or so. Row. Nice job. You're you're good at this. You're Row. good at this. You said <laughs> <laughs> it's that's like... what, it's,
0: that's what It sounded like you said. <laughs> <I'm> so... <laughs>
1: Well, what's that actor's name is known for saying wow <laughs> oh yeah um
0: um um uh shoot owen wilson
1: <laughs> oh Wilson. it's owen wilson playing a cat that's what yeah. <laughs> <meow>. <laughs> oh. oh boy all right my turn ready set go all right so I agree with you, Travis. I always get excited when we have crossover episodes, when we have team-up episodes. It's just one of those things. It's one of the great things about being a superhero fan, right? Whenever your favorite heroes team up together to go fight a villain, it's always exciting. Well, usually it's exciting. And that de- I definitely felt that energy in this first episode, especially with that insane kaijin. Just absolutely bonkers kaijin i was very satisfied with that episode second one not so much because hayato's barely in it and you know it's it's really just a hongo episode and then someone just says hey tachibana call hayato And i'm thinking you could just call him up why don't you do that a little more often oh well it's hongo show again so we can't really do that i guess but still great time all around but good lord musky (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah and, and, and like you said you know we love team-ups that's why for each one of the marvel shows that have come out there's always rumors about which you know character is going to show up in this episode which character is going to show up by the end of the series it's like yeah because we as superhero fans love to see those team-ups
1: <laughs> yes yes indeed but we must march on that we're getting close to the home stretch on this show so what are we going to tell everybody travis well, we're going to say thank
0: you for listening to the Henshin Men, a tokusatsu appreciation podcast. You can find links to all of our social media in the description of this episode. You can listen to more of me on the Kaiju Weekly podcast and listen to more of Nathan on the Monster Island Film Vault. If you found some enjoyment from this podcast, make sure to give us a five star rating on iTunes. And also, podchaser and also spotify now
1: and also hear me on our sister show in the kaiju rama network the power trip
0: yes and until next time what are we going to say nathan
1: gotta love the henshin stripes on both riders This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2022 Kaiju Ramen Media LLC.